It's the Opperman Report. Join digital forensic investigator and PI Ed Opperman for an in-depth discussion of conspiracy theories, strategy of New World Order resistance, high-profile court cases in the news, and interviews with expert guests and authors on these topics and more. It's the Opperman Report. And now, here is investigator Ed Opperman. Okay, welcome to the Opperman Report. I am your host, Private Investigator Ed Opperman. Uh, tonight, we are, the show is brought to you by Audible.com. That's right, go to audibletrial.com, front slash Opperman Report. Uh, you go there, you sign up for free, you got a free audio book. Uh, tonight, we are live on TalkStreamLive.com. Every Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we're on HazyRadio.com, PSN Radio, Wolf Spirit Radio, Talk Superstation, AwakeRadio.us, AwakeRadio.uk, 1800 Online, ShizazRadio.com, and all those guys. Now, um, Reverend, are you there? Uh, 269. Oh. Yeah, Reverend Pickney, is that you? Reverend Pickney, is that you? Okay, brother, what, what, can you hear me? What do you got to say? I just want to tell you that hey, uh, uh, I'm, I'm excited about, about about being on the show and everything. And I, I I tell you, you know, I want people to know that you know, it is our constitutional duty to hold our elected officials and judges accountable for their work, their action, and their inaction of wrongdoing. We must take a stand like never before. And and I I, I tell you, I'm I'm here at Montec Prison. Uh, about 15 hours from my home, and uh, I, I tell you, Ed, I'm, I'm excited to be here because somebody got to stand up and fight these people like never before, and uh, Ed, I'm excited. Let's put it that way. It's a thrill. So, you know, I'm, I'm here, and I think that we're all heading in the right direction because we're going to expose a corrupt uh, criminal justice system, not just in, in, in Barron County, but around the whole country. That's my plan, to show people that these people, not only do they lie, and uh, uh, they do whatever they want, and they can tell you that you don't need evidence in order to send somebody to prison, which that's what they did to me. I'm sitting here in prison, going to serve 30 months. They're trying to give me to serve 30 months, a crime that never was committed that was created by them. So, Ed, so I'm, I'm here, Ed. I'm, I'm happy to hear your voice. Reverend Pinkney, we're very happy to hear your voice, brother. God bless you. What can people do to support you, to, to get you out of there before the 30 months? Well, here's what we need to do. We we, we got to raise funds, which is crucial. Uh, and they have to go to bhbanko.org. We have a PayPal right there at bhbanko.org. And or they, they can mail a check to Banco, B-A-N-C-O, 1940 Union Avenue, Benton Harbor, Michigan, 49022. And we're, we're going to have a hearing on February the 24th. And what we're going to ask, we're going to ask them to reverse that decision, that conviction, because we're asking for a direct verdict. And also, we're going to go into that juror, that juror that, uh, that lied to be on the jury. Right. We're going to question the illegal sentencing and ask for appeal bond. So we we got things going that, you know, that's so incredible, Ed, that uh, I, I just want the people to know out there, all your listeners, that, hey, uh, we're here to fight, and we're going to continue to fight, and we're not going to stop fighting until this thing is all over with. Okay, Reverend, we're here to support you. Let me ask you a question. Now, uh, you're filing a motion for an appeal bond. Did you request an appeal bond previous to this time? 
Uh, no, they did not. This is this is not in the appeal court. This is at the trial court level. So we go there first and ask for an appeal bond. Now, my question is, though, have you asked to be let out on bond pending appeal yet? Have you? Uh, yes, this is the first time. To the first time. Okay, very good. Okay, good. Now, um, tell the audience again, first of all, how old are you? I'm 66 years old. Okay. And what have you spent your life doing, Reverend? Uh, first of all, most of my life I was a reverend, and, uh, uh, and also what I was, I was an insurance salesperson also. Okay, and then when I do, I, I help the people in the community. That's what I do. I, uh, most of the time, I've been court watching for the last 15 years, uh, making sure that people get a fair shake inside the courtroom. And here I am. I didn't even get a fair shake, but that's what I do. I do every morning from from eight o'clock in, in the morning till four o'clock. I'm, I'm I'm at the courthouse trying to help people uh, deal with this this uh, criminal justice system. Gotcha. So you've been an activist your whole life, up until 66 years old. Absolutely. I've been an uh, activist, and, and, and what an activist do, he acts, and that's what I've been doing. <laughs> I've been acting. God bless it. Now, what kind of charges, man, what kind of trumped-up charges, ridiculous charges, were you convicted on? Uh, I was convicted of uh, five counts of uh, uh, forgery, forgery a, a recall petition which there's no such charge. There's no such charge as a forgery for a recall petition. It should have been a misdemeanor charge, but unfortunately they call it the Pinkney charge because they charged me with five felony counts of forgery when there was no forgery. So five counts of forgery means that there were five signatures on your petition that they didn't, they weren't supposedly kosher that they didn't approve of. Uh, not the signature, it was the date. They claimed that the date would change, not the, not the signature, just the date. And they okay. said that I did it. So some guy didn't know what day it was, and then they put Reverend Pinkney in prison. Now, that's so now, right. but that's but that's the extent of your crime that there were there were five signatures uh, dates on a piece of paper that were written down incorrectly. You're not, you did you receive any monetary gain from this? Absolutely none. Not one. Not one piece of uh, uh, financial gain. Not one uh, 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 celebrity gain. Nothing. Not one thing did I gain from this. And they they knew that, but they gained a lot because they kept the mayor in there because the mayor was losing five votes to one. So they had to pull a rabbit out of their hat to help him. That's what they did. Okay. So the mayor stays in office, and yeah. Reverend Pinckney goes to prison. How many years right. did they want to put you in prison for? What, what was your sentence did you get over this? Uh, they, 30, 30 months to 10 years in prison. Okay. 30 months to 10 years in prison for a crime that was created by law enforcement. Now, the prison they sent you to, it's a maximum security prison, is it not? Well, no, no the maximum is across the street. Uh, okay. It's a low level, but it's like a, it's, it's ran like a maximum security prison. Where they, where they keep you locked down, you you know, you, you, you got to can't use the phone like you want it. You can't do, do the things you need to do. And like the day they had us locked down all day, uh, a lot of stuff be happening here. Uh, a lot of people getting stabbed. A lot of people getting cut. Uh, it's, it's just so much going on here in, in this building that nobody would believe it is what it is. But here's the thing: they brought me up here in shackles. Can you believe that? And, I believe it. And, re and refused to cut the heat on 
on doing the transportation. See, I, you know how you heard about uh, waterboarding? I call that travel boarding because they had me, they had me freezing uh, for two days, not one day. They refused to cut the heat on because they wanted me to suffer. They thought that they was, they was torturing me, and that's what they wanted to do more than anything else. Okay. Now, has your wife been able to come visit you? Not, no, she will not be able to come visit me. This is 15 hours from our home, so there's no way possible for her to get up here unless she flew up here. And, they, uh, uh, and I, I don't expect her to come. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting good things. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting the, the appeal court to release me and get me out of here. Uh, I'm expecting that. Uh, the ACLU has also uh, uh, filed a brief in reference to my charges. So I'm, 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 I'm sitting pretty. And, and we're going to let the world know that you need evidence in order to send somebody to prison, which is the most important thing that I can let the people know. You must have evidence to send somebody to prison. Right. And that's where we at. And uh, even when the judge and the both the prosecutor both echoed the same thing, that you don't need evidence, let a jury decide. And this jury was motivated by something other than the truth. I don't know what their level of motivation was. And, uh, but personally, my job is to make sure I correct what they did wrong. And, and you're, you're saying that there was some kind of jury misconduct because one of the jurors lied during voir dire and knew Absolutely. one of the, the county clerk that she knew? Absolutely. She knew Sharon Tyler. Uh, if not only was their Facebook friends, she also runs the parade. And for the last four years, Sharon Tyler was in the parade. But also the sheriff himself for the last 10 years had been in the parade. So we know that she has some connection with him, whether she want to admit it or not. So we just need to get the record straight and deal with that on that level. So we're, we're doing all the things that we need to do to make sure that we stay on top of what we're trying to accomplish here because this thing has to stop. And it's just not about Reverend Pinkney. It's about this whole criminal justice system that we're dealing with. Now, Reverend, uh, how, how much time did they give you to make phone calls per month? Is it limited? Well, I can make phone calls uh, 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 usually three, four a day, uh, but they only give you 15 minutes. You know, people line up to use the phone. And, okay. Uh, and that, that's how it's done. So if usually in the evening time, like this is a good time for me to call you and talk to you because I can stand in line and, and use the phone the way I want to do it during this period of time. Uh, it's only 15 minutes. The call is only 15 minutes long. So gotcha. uh, actually, yes, it may not even be 15 minutes because it, it takes them maybe two minutes to, to, to hook up to everything because they, they want to record everything I say, which I don't mind because they need to hear this because it's important <laughs> that the Department of Corrections hear what I'm saying in reference to some of the conditions here, which is which should be addressed. So, now, just so I, people I, understand, how much is this 15-minute call costing you? It's costing me a fortune, in, uh, uh, yeah. and, believe, and believe me, it costs more to use this phone than one can ever imagine. But we, what we want to do, we want to make sure that, and here's the good, the bad news for everybody. The Department of Corrections get a cut of every call we make. They get a cut of, 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 of let's say, if you bought potato chips here or something like that. They get right. a cut of everything that you buy. And listen to this. The Bush family, the Bush family has stock. In, in where they own a company that sells food to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Who would believe that? Well, anybody with their eyes open would believe it, you know. Yeah, listen, we're, yeah, listen we're, we're living under a fascist state. We're living under an oligarchy. Uh, and I think and, and they got a reverend in prison for 30 months because there's five dates on a piece of paper that don't match up. Mm 
well, well, see what it was. We believe that they did it. They, they, they altered the date themselves. That's my belief because everybody who testified testified that they signed it on the date that was on the recall petition. And and uh, if that's the case, that certainly means that they had to get something funny or maybe use another ink pen to go over to trace it because the only evidence that they had that somebody even uh, may have altered the date was that there was a, a two different inks uh, right. on, on there. So if that's the case, that could be them. The, 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 you know, there was more evidence that the mayor committed a crime, that the election clerk committed a crime, and the sheriff's department committed a crime, than I committed a crime. Okay, well, Reverend, if we can prove if we could prove that the mayor committed this crime, would you want to see the mayor in the conditions you're living under? Oh, I, oh, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> yeah, right. Not. Forgive him. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and here, here, here's the thing that that's important. They knew that the, that the mayor had committed a, a, a that he manufactured the evidence to start the investigation, but they did nothing, not a thing. He manufactured the evidence to start the investigation. The clerk turned the uh, petitions over to the sheriff's department without a warrant, without a subpoena, uh, uh, without a court order, which is when she broke the law, and, and she stated she turned them over. And the sheriff's department uh, stated that they received the uh, uh, petitions without a warrant. So there's, there's a, a evidence of crime committed by all three of these people, but there's no evidence that I committed a crime. And, and what we need, we, we need, we need, but in order to prove that, we need money, right? Yeah, so we're we almost getting to prove it. It's definitely, matter of fact, it's a statement. Everything I just said is. You have one okay. minute remaining. So one minute left. Give your bank account. So listen, let me say this to everybody. Go to bhbanko.org. We need to raise funds for this transcript. And those of you out there who can't help, please help. Just go to bhbanko.org. We have a paper help there. And we need uh, 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 we need help in order to get this, this transcript. And, and I, I just want to tell you, Ed, I really appreciate you having me on your show. Uh, it's, it's an honor and a privilege. And even though I'm in prison, having to eat this lousy food, and the, the food is the worst in the world. But listen, it's all for mankind. It's just not Brother, for Reverend Penny. When we get you out of there, I'm going to cook dinner for you, right? All right, yeah, I appreciate that, Ed. I'm looking forward to you cooking dinner just for me. You hear that? And, I love uh, you, brother. Uh, Love you too, man. Take care, Ed, and thank you so much for having me. And God bless you, man. You, God bless you too, and I, I will talk to you very, very soon. Thank you, brother. All right, take care now. Oh, boy. Well, there you have it. The Reverend Pinkney, uh, you know, uh, what are we going to say? Um, guys fought his whole life for you and for me, for justice, for social justice, for economic justice, for the people up there in, in Michigan, and this is what they do to him. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, he has a, a place in my heart. I love the Reverend Pinkney, and uh, you know, I hate. I'll take a call from anybody in prison anytime. I, I've taken a million collect calls from guys in prison, guys in jail. I bailed out a hundred guys in jail, um, and I will do anything I can to help a guy. When it's, it says in the Bible, you know, you got a brother in prison, man. You go visit the prisoners. You go visit the prisoners. You take care of them, and uh, that's what I try and do. And I love you, Reverend. And uh, I'm gonna put up on the blog how to, uh, you know, you can mail the Reverend, send him letters, it would cheer him up. Anything you can put in this commissary, anything you can put in this uh, uh, defense fund, okay? I appreciate all that. Now, we have with us tonight that the second focus of our show tonight is a fascinating uh, guest, Dr. Judith Reisman. Uh, she's the author of Stolen Honor, Stolen Innocence, How America Was Betrayed by the Lies and Sexual Crimes of a Mad Scientist. 
Sexual Sabotage, How One Mad Scientist Unleashed a Plague of Corruption and Contagion on America. Kinsey, Crimes and Consequences, The Red Queen and the Grand Scheme. Soft Porn Plays Hardball, Its Tragic Effects on Women, Children, and the Family. Kinsey, Sex and Fraud, The Indoctrination of a People. This is all about uh, the Kinsey Report. And uh, fascinating information. We're going to be getting into this. This is an incredible woman. I just want to remind everybody, though, that you can, uh, it's a listener-sponsored show. Uh, you can dine it, uh, donate to the show at uh, OppermanReport at gmail.com. Uh, we're not getting enough donations to stay afloat, so we really need your help. And uh, if one thing we can do is if everybody listening to my voice right now goes to the Opperman Report YouTube channel and you sign up and you, you watch those videos, we can make YouTube and AdSense and Google Ads pay for this show. But we need like 10,000 subscribers because uh, where we are right now ain't doing it, okay? Uh, so the plan is we already signed up for iTunes uh, to start selling a podcast and try and fund the show that way. I want to do investigations for you guys. I want to do investigations for you like I did with the Epstein Report. Um, and uh, But it takes time and it takes money, and, and I, I cannot afford to fund this myself. I'm sorry. Okay, now we're bringing in uh, Dr. Judith Reisman. Right now. Fascinating. This woman worked for Dr. Uh, not for Dr., but for Captain Kang. Hey, uh, Dr. Judith Reisman, you there? Hi, yes. I love you. We're live on the air, okay? And oh. it would be best if you turn off your video because then we'd have a better audio connection. Oh, yeah, let's see. Um, okay. Okay, it's off. There you go. Dr. Reisman, I have been watching everything about you on YouTube. <laughs> and I am in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad when you're 80, you know, all right. That's that's nice. I accept that. Well, well, I want you to be my valentine, but let me tell you something. <laughs> um, for a woman who is 80 years old, I got I to gotta take my hat off to you, my friend. Uh, I was watching you today on the Donahue show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. But let me tell you, <laughs> mm -hmm. those you stood your ground against those smug, arrogant, snickering men, those perverts, and you stood up there, man. You stood your ground with those men, and i got to take my hat off to you. Oh, thank you very much. Are you really wearing a hat? <laughs> no, I'm not wearing a hat. <laughs> right. yeah, that was really fun, that, that Donahue thing. And, and he, was, he was stunned uh, because the, his audience, which, you know, usually absolutely goes along with him, the minute, the minute I forced him to put up the tables uh, of the children in Kinsey's book, the minute the people in the audience saw those tables and, and saw that that was a, a five-month-old baby, a two-month-old baby, uh, having orgasms, supposedly, you know, um, with, and, and timing, that, 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 that finished him. He was finished. Yeah. They they were absolutely outraged. That's what would happen if the public was aware still today of the basis of all the sex education that we've had and all the changes in our laws, uh, citing to the great uh, Dr. Kinsey's methodology and his excellent research. <laughs> Dr. Kinsey, the guy was a zoologist and, and a, uh, an entomologist. The guy was a bug doctor. Um, yeah. <laughs> but let me ask you a quick question that I want to get into really start the interview for real. <laughs> but uh, uh, was uh, Donahue, was he snarky like that off the air with you as well? No, actually, he became very quiet. He wasn't friendly, you know, or anything, but he was he was upset. 
he was uh, calm and uh, really upset because he didn't realize that he was going to get in this kind of trouble. The Kinsey Institute had written to him, and they threatened to sue him, you know. Really? Yeah, and, and he's, he was absolutely sure that he could, he could blow me under, you know. He could just stomp all over me. And uh, so he, he told them, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it, you know. And uh, he, he did not take care of it. And, and so they, they banned the, the show from, you know, all the, a lot of the stations refused to show it. Um, that's how bad it was. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dr. Reisman, tell us about your life and your education and how you uh, uncovered this Kinsey story, which is a nightmare. It's a horrific story. When people hear about this man tonight, I hope we get it all out. Uh, this is a horrific story of this man and his activities and how it's changed society. Yeah, yeah, the world, really. He's, he's now, you know, uh, the Kinsey Institute now is, has consultative status at the UN. They are going to educate India and China and the whole world, you know, about sexuality. And now all, all the other countries are going to be able to be just like us. And we'll, you know, showing, uh, uh, 50 shades of gray puzzles to the, to the middle school children, um, of all the world. Is that a thrill? Describe that puzzle you're talking about. Cause you sent it to me earlier today. Yeah. Um, one of my colleagues sent it to me. It's, um, it's available on online. I don't, suggest people get it but um that's you know it's a a puzzle that was given to it's a language puzzle you know we're trying to increase the children's understanding and and their language skills you know instead of shakespeare we're giving them 50 shades of gray um so it's a it's a find you know you have a puzzle where you find the words you know going vertically horizontally and um this this puzzle has uh, words from Fifty Shades of Grey, which are uh, for the children, you know, um, with, you know, like nipple clump. I don't know what I can say. I, I don't know what I can say here on on television or on the radio. Um, but uh, they have all the there. There are words on there that, frankly, there are a couple of them I didn't know, and I've been involved in this nasty business for a long time. But, uh, you know, uh, well, obviously masturbation, the children should be able to find that on the, on the web, I mean, on the puzzle. Uh, obviously, um, uh, torture is, or whatever is one of them, sadism, uh, um, you know, bondage, in case they didn't know that bondage isn't just uh, black slavery, you know, it's for fun, fun and games. Uh, they're, they're all on there. There's, there, every, word, at least most of them, for various perversions that no child, no adult should be exposed to, much less a child. Uh, and of course, they'll all be asking, you know, what that means and going to see what it means. And then many of them will try it out. They'll try it out on each other. They'll try it out on a sister, on a brother, a little, you know, younger ones, uh, because that's what children do. They they try to learn by practicing. Yeah, especially if they have no moral guidance in their life. Uh, yeah, well, even, you know, if they have moral guidance and they come across this thing, 
and it's looking up, okay, and their parents are in another room or something. It's not never suspecting that they're, you know, they got that in school. This this was handed to them in school. Uh, so what? Mother and dad aren't supposed to be in the schoolroom all the time, are they? So there are those teachers that we trust. Did you ever look at the number of teachers arrested for child sexual abuse recently? Women and men. So, um, you know, they're getting, they're getting, uh, these kinds of puzzles and they're, you know, they're getting them from deviants, from pederasts, from, from, uh, dis, you know, disturbed people who are trying to groom them, to groom the children for uh, their own purposes. Yeah, and, and and like you were saying, I, I listened to many of your interviews today, and uh, back in the in the forties and the fifties, it was a different world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happened out of the blue? Uh, the Rockefellers decided yeah. to to fund this study. So tell us tell us about this. Well, it, um, as you as you said, um, Alfred Kinsey was a nobody. Uh, he he really was. I mean, he this and Indiana University was a nothing university. No no offense meant, except for now. Um, and it it was just a backwater kind of college. And he he was there, uh, teaching zoology. You know, uh, teaching uh, about the gall wasps. Um, he would you know that's what he did. He he was an expert about gall wasps. And he thought that there was no difference between the gall wasps, the measuring of gall wasp wings, and um, the his his recording of uh, human sexual behavior, which shows you uh, how far gone the fellow was, if that's his was his view. So um, uh, he was he had the opportunity to approach the the Rockefellers, and they really liked what he was going to be doing. He was going to be asking all kinds of questions of uh, of Americans this is during world war 2 let's keep let's remember that during world war 2 when normal guys and even most women if they weren't overseas you know serving in in the in the army navy marines air force and all if they weren't overseas risking their lives uh they were working f- pretty much for the military they were in it working on uh, war f- you know on the front a uh, home front and uh they were not able to talk to him uh it, there was no talking to kinsey if you look at his research he does not list uh any and he lists everybody he can that he interviewed he does not list military members of the military uh because they couldn't talk to him so he he talked to, to uh he had homosexuals uh that he specialized in well he himself was a bi homosexual um uh his wife was a beard is what would what would be called a beard um he did have four children uh, i think it was by him so that would mean he was capable and um the, he um he created a a uh a sex he said he was going to do work on a sex marriage course. Well, uh, in order to work on his sex marriage course, he said, oh, my goodness, gee whiz, golly, nobody knows anything about sex. That was news to most of the people in the world at the time. But anyway, nobody. Wait, you, uh, Judith, do you think he approached Rockefeller or the Rockefeller Institute approached him? Well, you know, it's hard to say. He There was a meeting between uh, the Rockefellers and, and he. Let's just say they were very much in agreement. They were very in accord. 
And Rockefeller supported Kinsey throughout his time collecting, and they knew that that he was uh, that he did not do uh, an, a scientific job. They knew it. Uh, one of their key investigators made it very clear. He said, "What's going on? This man doesn't know anything about statistics. He he was using he was phonying his his data." Um, he said, and so the next thing we know, the Rockefellers promoted, uh, you know, this guy uh, up the up the ladder, so he wouldn't be around. So there there are all kinds of shenanigans going on, and he of course was a draft dodger, and had arranged for all of his lovers, his men, the guys on his um, on his, uh, you know, his, working on his book and so on were his lovers or one of them couldn't manage to homosexually act out so he had to you know do other kinds of of actions for him uh so no these were these were serious pedophiles these were serious seriously insane people um who ran the kinsey institute at the time and the subsequent people have been questionable um so so how did he get all his data? So he had 1,400 sex offenders, he said, he said in his collection, mostly then homosexuals because they weren't allowed in the service at the time, you know. Right. Uh, and prisoners. He went to all the prisons. And uh, so these were supposed to be the sexual behavior in the human male, uh, the average human male, the average what uh, one the National Research Council, the average white uh, college male, well, baloney, you know, the guy said, uh, you know, 1% of the college population really, uh, there's only 1% of the, of the nation is in college, he said. So that wouldn't be the right, the right people to use. Anyway, he, 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 he created massive uh, lies based on these sex offenders and and uh, all these other, uh, pardon me for saying so, you're not supposed to use the word, uh, well, perverted individuals. Um, and uh, and he created these, these data from that, which he called sexual behavior in the human male. Uh, that then became a major best-selling book because of the Rockefeller Foundation. They they sent books to uh, to all the medical people. They sent them all over the world. Uh, they helped finance his his uh, travels. Indiana University got money from them. So he lectured to thousands and thousands and thousands of of students uh, in and in, in 1948. Those were our future leaders. Those were our future. Um, our future doctors, lawyers, prosecutors, and so on. And what he did was convince them that their parents were hypocrites. Their parents were liars. Um, Listen to me, said he. I will tell you the truth about sex. And, you know, the thing that amazes most people is when I mention that uh, Hugh Hefner was a virgin. He like most of the guys were, you know, most college guys were virgins in in up to the early early sixties, um, and he he had sex when he was twenty two for the first time with his fiancee. That is how our guys really were at that time. 
so it, right, so it was a totally different, totally different. But now, what do you think the motivation though was of the Rockefellers to bring about this big change in uh in yeah, sexual? Well, yeah, they you know they they were a eugenics inclined uh, foundation. Uh, you know they they really believed in in uh, in, in cer- certain people are superior them right. and, and Kinsey. And you and I would be on the other end of things. Um, uh, they, they, I, I, at that time, they were very much provo- uh, promoting the idea of sterilization of the wrong people, um, so that uh, there would be sterilization of you and me, but not of them. Um, and uh, you know, the the new world order. I mean, I guess it's that was that was the name of the game. And well, that was the start of it, right? Yeah. Well, it even started earlier than that, really. Uh, with the Carnegie Foundation and uh, just the turn of the century, but you know, I, I, there are always people who who want to be king, who want to be who want to be royalty, who want to control the world. There always are. There, it's never been different. Uh, it's just that um, you know, those those were ours. Those were our people, our royalty, who wanted to control the world and. They've directed things since they and the other so-called philanthropies. They right. have huge influence um, in schools here in the country. They uh, shape uh, globally. They shape things there too. Uh, and um, you know, and Kinsey's been the backbone for that because they needed science. Uh, Planned Parenthood had to have somebody scientific to back up their abortion, their uh, pornography aims, and so on. And he was the scientist who provided them. So, but what do you think the goal is? What is what benefits them by turning us into a, a nation of perverts and uh, uh, accepting child molestation and, and uh, sexualizing children and all these bizarre beliefs? You know, and uh, <laughs> uh, I mean... I can't look into somebody else's mind. Right. They keep, they keep things close to their chest, you know. But I all I can say is they've supported terrible, terrible people and terrible aims and known what they were doing. That's all I can say is that they have known what they are at, what they've been doing. I, I and and you know, Playboy came up. You know, Playboy was the foundation of that. I mean, Playboy came out of Kinsey. Uh, Hefner said um, he was this uptight kid, you know, um, until he read Kinsey. And Kinsey changed him forever. And he would now be Kinsey's pamphleteer. He said, if Kinsey is the scientist, I will be his pamphleteer. Which is how come I realized that Playboy had to be producing child pornography. Because Kinsey was a child abuser, was, you know, producing that, that was in his books, it was very clear. And uh, so I began, when I did my research for the Department of Justice, juvenile justice and delinquency prevention, I knew that uh, Playboy would have child pornography, and indeed it did, and indeed it does, and indeed I won the, the illegal case the 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 case in the Netherlands against Playboy because I said that they were a child pornographer yeah 
And so they sued me in, in the Netherlands. They would never sue me here. I will make an announcement on your show. Please do sue me. You know, either the Kinsey Institute or Playboy. Be my guest. Yeah. Um, so they sued me in, uh, in the Netherlands. I mean, good heavens, you know, you can win in the Netherlands, right? And um, the judge uh, ruled against Playboy and said everything that Reisman has said is right. It's here. He had all the pictures uh, of the children and everything. And uh, he, so when they protested said, and said that they objected to the judge's ruling, he said, well, then sue her in the United States. You've got a publication there, you know. Mm. No, they won't. And right now... Uh, they ha- they're selling all their old old issues, which have uh, are filled with child pornography. Uh, how do you think? You know, our grand. You don't get to where we are today. You don't get to the trafficking. You don't get to the people. Don't even know there was a sexual revolution. Uh, you know, you don't get to where we are uh, in in our behavior um, without starting from somewhere. That's the, the somewhere we started from. We, there's been conditioning taking place and desensitization since 1953 with Playboy, since 1948 with Kinsey. Well, let me ask you this. Now, you've been fighting this, you know, uh, for a long time, like 40-plus years. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm very impressed. So you even had that guy, Chester Mol- the Molester. <laughs> you helped get him convicted. Lost three years, thank you, because of me. <laughs> okay, before we get to that, though, I'd like to hear that story. But um, now, who is funding your efforts? Oh yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, nobody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be nice, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been. I haven't had the Rockefellers behind me. Yeah, I haven't had any big money. Um, and but the last few few years, I've been at Liberty University in the law school. Hmm. And so uh, I have thank you very much. I've had an opportunity for the for the last well three years. Uh, I've been supported now by you know my my uh, fac- my faculty. Um, I'm you know visiting. I mean a research professor there, and we are I'm a director of the um, the Liberty uh, University's. Um, uh, Child sexual child protection center, so it, it's it's we're getting some support here, you know, and we have I have a lawyer that I work with, um, Mary, um, um, Mary, 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 Mary. I will, yeah, Mary. I won't tell. Um, <laughs> and uh, so and and I work with the Liberty Council, which what is about speaking, do you speaking engagements. Still, I notice you do a lot of speaking gigs. Yeah, yeah, uh, if abroad in, in Europe um, and here, uh, but the Liberty Council is a is a legal uh, nonprofit foundation. So I've been able to then contribute a lot of my work, uh, a lot of my research to um, cases that they were pursuing, uh, and I, I we won well. Basically, uh, we had a buggery case in Jamaica. Uh, buggery, you know, being, um, uh, you know what buggery is. So- yeah, sodomy. Yeah. yeah, sodomy, right. Yeah. So, sodomy case in Jamaica. And um, I'm happy to say that 
that the uh, the plaintiff backed out of it. You know, when when our material uh, hit the 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 um, the uh, the court, so that was a, a nice success and had success in Croatia, big success in Croatia, um, and um, a couple of other places I remember. And I'm going to sweet, uh, Switzerland. We've got um, major stuff cases happening there um so you know um it's it's at the end of my term so to speak <laughs> you know and uh but i figure if uh justice ginsburg can last till 82 um she, you know and fall asleep when the president obama gives his speech and that's perfectly all right um you know so i'll hang on and keep going well, God bless you. Yeah, thank God for that. And thank God suddenly, you know, at least, you know, like you said, um, at this peak of your career, that uh, you're getting some funding and support by a good institution that, yeah, that's coming out to help you, because otherwise we're all just out here fighting on our own against the Rockefellers. Yeah, well, and, and they, you know, they have their whole law school, so their students, uh, they have great students, wonderful kids uh, for the most part, and uh, they are a v- they're very exciting young people to work with. And um, so, you know, the, yeah, and I have a, you should come visit my archive. <laughs> I have a huge archive. You know what? Speaking of archive, uh, one, of, one yeah. of the things I, I stumbled across today was that uh, 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 Kinsley's association with uh, Alistair Crowley and yeah. Kenneth Anger, and that they actually have a Kenneth Anger archive yeah. at the Kinsey Institute today. Yeah, yeah. Not, well... Even even worse than that, they have a John Money archive at the Kinsey Institute. The John Money archive, and John Money is the guy who's in the Journal of Pedophilia. He was he was uh, from the um, from the John John Johns Hopkins. John Money uh, advocated not only for uh, an end to the age of consent. All right, end the age of consent, Doctor John Money. But he uh, advocated that he said, you know, sex between a, a boy of 12 or something and a man, I don't see that as a problem. He said that can be loved. And, and if indeed they have a, they agree and they have a ritual, uh, a suicide sort of uh, ritual, you know, and he says in, in, a, in the midst of this sexual ritual, let's take this is rather like uh, the culmination of of uh, gray you know he says um if the end of their sexual ritual one of them dies believe you me it'll be the boy uh, okay he says one of them dies he says really the question there should be consent you know it, it's a question of consent right we have rough sex that's the rough sex uh the rough sex um um uh, defense where uh, men can kill you know, uh, their wives or their girlfriends, and uh, they, then the, the woman's dead or the girl's dead. And uh, he says, well, you know, she really agreed to it. Oh, okay, that, that's, that's good. And uh, that's the rough sex defense. Consent meaning, uh, which is where it's all happened. It used to be illegal for, you know, fornication was illegal. It didn't matter if the woman gave consent, if the man gave consent. Society said, 
uh, no, you know, you got to get married. It, it has to be a formal relationship where you're going to take, you promise to take care of her and she promises to look after you. Okay. And other than that, it's it, consent doesn't matter. Well, the whole point with Kinsey was children are sexual from birth. That means that they give consent to sex with an adult. That's the justification for all kinds of, of, of rapes of children. And the the idea that consent will will be the 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 basis of all sexual interactions for human beings. And of course that has been leading to uh great, great problems. Uh you know, great problems. Now uh, Kenzie came up with these uh this theory that children were sexual at birth. Yeah. Yeah. Because but anyway, who did he get that information from? Who did his studies for him? Well, you know, you rape enough children and you call their screaming and crying and falling and, and having convulsions, you call that a, an orgasm, which a, a sadistic, a, a sadist would, and Kinsey was a sadist. Right. And that's established. Um, and uh, you call that an orgasm, then uh, that means that they're sexual from birth. And when they scream and yell and cry and say, no, 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 that really is, yes, you see. But he... He, he he had organized pedophile rings, probably yes. the, the precursor to Nambla. Yes, which were yes. doing he these studies for him. Guys, he used a lot of those guys. Hmm? And uh, also, too, he had some information from a Nazi. Yeah, yeah, Nazi pedophile Fritz von Baluchek. Yeah, he corresponded with. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable, you know. I mean, it's 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 really totally unbelievable. I we tried to get investigation a congressional investigation of Kinsey in 1995 or 94. Uh, we couldn't bring it off um, because uh, we had 50 signatures from from senators and congressmen. I want it's got we have to do that again because the basis of your trafficking today, the basis of your the rapes of children, it comes down to the combination of of science said that it was okay, and then the media through originally through Playboy and then picked up by Penthouse, by uh, Hustler, by then then by internet pornography, all the rest of, and then they showed you how. So we we the whole notion of children are sexual from birth, sexual from birth means that anything that is done to them is okay. I have I have talked with people who have said that an infant is able to give consent to sex with an adult. And I how are they, how is that possible? How can you tell that they can't talk yet? Well, you know, you can tell because of the way they smile or the way they look at you. Well, uh, Kinsey had in his book on page 160 and 161 that these children were fainting. He said they were having convulsions. He said amongst a hysterical weeping among the, amongst the youngest of the children. Yeah, and he called those orgasms. And but, that has been the basis of our training in our schools. Our sex education teachers were trained this way. But Kinsey's perspective, coming from his experiences, yeah, is <laughs> totally off the charts. Uh, yeah. what, like you know, I heard that 
he circumcised himself as an adult. Go ahead, tell it. Yeah, no, you go ahead. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, interview me. <laughs> this is what happens every week. No, he he got into a bathtub as an adult. Yeah, yeah. And circumcised himself with a, I think, a pocket knife. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. and with no anesthesia. That's right. That's right. That's right. And one of his colleagues found him in the bathtub. You know, bloody, full of blood. Um. Uh, yeah, because. And he was, that's, that's at the time, at the time that he did that. He was educating the world about sex. I mean, okay? This was the leader of the world in sex. And he did that. And the other thing, he, he, he used to hang himself by his genitals. You saw that? Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have known that. I mean, I had not, I didn't have access to Kinsey's, uh, you know, files, personal files. So the only reason that that I found out was because his biographer, Jim J- James Jones, uh, works for the Kinsey Institute, and the other biographer, the only the people that they let in, also um, worked. You know, for the Kinsey Institute, they they were they were known to be friendly, to be to be hagiographers, really, as as the setting goes. Uh, that's not on the list of the words for the children. I should note that. Um, and uh, and he, they explained, yes, yes, he would tie himself, his tie his genitals to a rope, hang himself from the genitals, you know, in the basement of 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 the university in his in his uh, you know in his uh, office there down in the basement, and um, and they would find. Collapsed on the floors, you know, hanging from, from. I mean, the man led the world in sexuality. Are you, is there any reason we can we can believe we are not crazy? Right, and they just did a movie glorifying this guy. Yeah, 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 with, yeah. With the handsome Liam Neeson, you look at a picture of uh, Kinsey, the real Kinsey. He yeah. looks like Alistair Crowley. The guy looks insane. His his eyes are all, you know. Uh, yes. You can see insanity in his eyes, and he's evil in those eyes. Yeah, it, that's now. But, you know, really, when he was young, as a young man, he truly did look a lot like uh, Neeson. Uh, he, he was a handsome young man. He really was very handsome young man. But uh, you can't do those things to yourself. You cannot be involved the way he was. Uh, he was, you know, the homosexual. He was... He he would you know uh, have sex with with his uh, students. He would have sex with the men that he interviewed. He would go into the bathhouses and and have sex there. Well, yeah, you're you're gonna you know you kind of decay that way. Yeah, you know, outside of the fact that he had venereal disease of some kind or something, he appears uh, that was he died of associated problems with orchitis. Uh, that was from hanging from the things that he did to himself. They were appalling, and uh, and perhaps uh, you know venereal disease, which wouldn't be a surprise either. But no, he was a, the other thing is he was a compulsive masturbator. You know the uh, autoerotic uh, experience for him was uh, very important. He he really did not function. He he could not function uh, without uh, that you know, without doing that. Uh, yeah. And he did it regularly, constantly. 
And that was one of the things that he wanted to to get the American people to to become adjusted to. He said, "You you've got to do your marriages will be better if you do this if you uh, you know." And so he made all his mythology up about masturbation. No harm from that. Well, he apparently died from associated. He may not have had the you know boards. Uh, um, that that you're supposed to have, but uh, but it was certainly associated with his death. Uh, the the things that he did. How old was he when he died? Oh, he was 56, I think. Okay, see, that's a young man, yeah. Yeah, he was he was 56, and and they claimed that it was his hard work, and you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that when that I, was no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When this movie came out glorifying him. You must have been the go-to person. You must have been doing a lot of media at that time, no? Actually, no. Uh, it's interesting. They, uh, you know, look, I, I'm a problem. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, the the media was there to to, to glorify him. It, not just the film, but all of the media w- were there to glorify him. And so they they didn't want to hear from me. I'm I'm the last person they'd want to hear from, because uh, you know he. In the film, I never paid to see it. I I went to I went to another film. You know, I I bought my ticket to another <laughs> and and to that room. Okay, so maybe I should be arrested for that. There's some theater happen. They call that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the uh, what was I saying? Well, <laughs> oh, we, we were saying about how come you know he was glorified oh, in this movie. How come they didn't come to you to expose it? Yeah, in the film. Uh, you know, Laura Schlesinger, Dr. Laura Schlesinger, uh, she, we tried to run a, an advertisement in Variety. We paid for it, uh, f- to tell people, you know, to tell Liam Neeson not, you know, don't do this film. You know, yeah. don't, don't do it. You, because you, look, he, after that he does Taken, he does films about saving children. My goodness. Um, so, um, they, they, the last minute, absolutely the last minute, Variety shut, shut us down. No, they're not going to do, uh, you know, take in our money. They won't do any advertisements, uh, about the film at all from that point of view. So, um, in the film, still, Laura Schlesinger revealed a lot about the children on her website. She, uh, she's, you know, covered that to some extent. And, so in the film, the director, Condon, said, well, because of Schlesinger and that Reisman, <laughs> um, I had to include uh, something about the children, you know? He didn't plan on doing that. And so there's a little scene where uh, it sort of touches on, on his... Um, the children, how well, this one man, you know, uh, assaulted the children, but uh, they they skip past as quickly as possible. They don't really, a person doesn't really understand what they've seen. But the, I've been told that they did not get the any of the Academy Awards. Uh, Linnea, uh, uh, Linny got an award, but uh, supporting actress. 
but they planned on getting a lot of awards and they didn't get any of the other awards. Uh, she was the only one who got an award. You know, she said something very interesting. She played Mrs. Kinsey and she said, um, she said everything we ever learned about sex, all of the things we've learned that we have learned about sex, she said, we've learned from the Kinsey Institute and from Kinsey. Which is kind of true, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. But now, <laughs> do you get a, we're getting down to, to the break here. We've got three minutes toward the, toward the break. Um, hmm. And it's a nice little long break. Um, now, but uh, have you received a lot of harassment from, like, uh, these organized groups? Because they are organized. These, these guys, this is a big lobby. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lobby. Oh, well, I used to get a lot of little troubles, you know, a lot of trouble, but not not really. Uh, I got some threats. They're going to kill, you know, kill. Mm. But uh, I haven't I haven't gotten too much of that. Um, I should I should feel uh, you know that I'm not important enough. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Well, I noticed on Facebook on uh, not Facebook but on uh, YouTube. Uh, almost every uh, video has these comments uh, by this this segment of society, this organized segment, saying, "Well, we're going to oh. flag this. This is homophobia. We're going to flag oh. this. We're going to flag this." You know? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, there's all of that. Yeah, I don't take that seriously. Well, we got two minutes. Tell us the, the story real quick about Chester the molester from the uh, uh, oh, Hustler yeah. magazine. That's, well, he, they you know they, he did a regular cartoon series. By the way, the cartoon is the most important part of the magazine. Uh, Hefner admitted that. He said that. The cartoons are much more important. They're, they're more important to the reader in, than the centerfolds. So, uh, because you're, you're going to learn everything from the cartoon. The cartoon is going to condition you. So, they had a lot of uh, most of their child sex abuses in the cartoons. But Chester Molester, his was a regular cartoon. Uh, about little girls being beaten over the head uh, with a bat or something and, and being, uh, you know, uh, dragged off and kidnapped and raped. Um, and um, one of the cartoons shows the um, uh, shows him with a, a young girl, uh, 12, about 12 years old, and uh, he's he's molesting her. And she's on the phone and she says, uh, well, Charlie, I gotta have to hang up now. Uh, my father has, uh, has some work for me, you know, something for me to do. Um, when, well, the, the, the daughter, um, testified that Chester the molester, who was uh, Dwayne Tinsley, that that cartoon was exactly what, what was happening to her and her. And he came and showed her the cartoon and he said, here, see this? This is us, you and me. When and he, that was when he would be raping her. So, uh, so we got to use those cartoons in the um, in the trial, and the uh, the jury convicted him. Uh, and he, they convicted him uh, largely because of cartoons, based upon the testimony of the. Okay, welcome back. We are back with uh, Judith Reisman, Dr. Judith Reisman, uh, the author of Stolen Honor, Stolen Innocence, How America Was Betrayed by the Lies, Sexual Crimes of a Mad Scientist, Sexual Sabotage, um, How One Mad Scientist Unleashed a Plague of Corruption and Contagion on America, Kinsey Crimes and Consequences, The Red Queen and the Grand Scheme, Soft Porn, 
plays hardball, its tragic effects on women, children, and the family, Kinsey, Sex and Fraud, the Indoctrination of a People. Now, all these books are available on the Opperman Report blog. You just go there, you can click on them all, and you can pick them up tonight. Uh, so, uh, boy. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we can sell you some books, too, you know, because this is good work you're doing here. Uh, yeah, well, we sure do try. <laughs> Well, do you, you know, you, you seem so, uh, I, I, especially when you do your appearances, I watched a bunch of those today, you seem so um, delightful. Uh, do you get discouraged over oh, all this? thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Do you get discouraged? Yeah, yeah, sure, you know, yeah, but the long view, you got you got, got to have the long view, um, you know, uh, we're doing what we have to do. It's a privilege, frankly, you know, I'm privileged. To be able to bring this kind of information to, to people, um, and uh, and so you know, just do the best you can, and um, yeah, it's discouraging because look, I see I see the blood in the water. Uh, yeah. The children are are being destroyed. Uh, they're being destroyed physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, and uh, yeah, and that is discouraging, but. If if I let that you know if I let let it uh, get me down that much I would not be able to to continue so gotta go just gotta do it now with, with the overwhelming evidence that's in the reports themselves it's not accusations that we're making but in, in the no. yeah in the reports he's talking <laughs> about uh, you know uh, uh, stimulating a four year old child twenty six times in twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's an around-the-clock experiment. Yeah. That is that that's that's waking this waking the child. You know, isn't going to be sleeping. You know, that's keeping a child up 24 hours to and and masturbating them. And uh, and and one of the you know the Yorkshire Television did the um, documentary. We uh, one of Kinsey's. Uh, Co-authors, or rather, not a co-author, but buddies. Anyway, um, Trip, who was who was the uh, photographer for Kinsey at one point, uh, he said, you know, well, yeah, there was penetration too, you know. So I mean, he, he, they've all admitted say, these things. Uh, Paul Gebhardt admitted it in his letter to me. Uh, you know, th- this isn't. This isn't an accusation. This is just what they said. But now, do, do people still give credibility to this report and to these studies? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. In the oh, schools and in the, in the oh, colleges? They certainly do. Yes, sure. Yeah. Um, all over the place. Uh, in, in, in education, in sociology, anthropology, in law. In law. Uh, I'm working with Mary right now. On uh, on a, a you know a history of the laws in the law journals. They started in 1948, telling you how wonderful Kinsey was. It goes all the way up to to 2015. No, actually 14. 2014 uh, law review articles, law journal articles, telling you um, and so on and where's you know on homosexuality. And as the Kinsey report said. As we read in the Kinsey report, as Kinsey showed, you know, there it's everywhere, everywhere. And the Kinsey Institute right now has an app, has a, um, a phone app, 
where um, you can be a citizen, I'm going to put this in quotes, you, you can be a citizen scientist, end quote, like they were really, um, no different, uh, by recording um, sex that you see or that you're involved in, and you you contribute that to this app, <clears throat> excuse me, and and it gets recorded on a graph and charts, uh, in uh, on the web, and all over the world. You, it's all over the world, by the way. That's global. It's a global thing. Um, and you can read about rapes, how many rapes and how many, um, you know, homosexual liaisons and forced this and that. But there's no reporting the pep, there's no way to report the perpetrator. You don't report the perpetrator. So if you rape somebody, you can enter that in. That's very nice. How many people are going to be doing that? You know, feeling that they're part of a citizen scientist, um, you know, activity because they raped a child or two or three or seven and they put this thing on, on the app and you don't go after them. The police don't. There's nothing, there's no tracking them. How, how, how is it about the Kinsey yeah. Institute today? How is it funded today? Who's funding this thing? Well, the Indiana University, and they've received 20, at least 21 million. It was more than that, but when you add it all up, I forgot the total, um, from the federal government over time. And, um, and they have, they also get money, they got some money from, uh, Playboy, certainly, uh, and from really? other people, uh, yeah. And then they get grants from the Department of, of, uh, you know, mental health or whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah. This is insane. Yeah, yeah it, this is criminal. This is, this is criminal. Uh, you know, one of the things I do for a living, I'm a private investigator, but I'm a digital forensic investigator. So if someone sends me a cell Ooh. phone and they tell me that there's potentially child pornography on that phone, I can't even, I can't even touch it. I got to turn it over to the cops right away because otherwise I'll get convicted. <laughs> do you know well, that? Well, you look up the Kinsey, look up the Kinsey Reporter, and that will blow your mind. I mean, I cannot yeah. do do justice to what they are doing, to what they are encouraging worldwide. And, of course, it could all be lies. It, it, no question about that. I mean, just like the Kinsey, you know, Kinsey was, uh, anybody can lie about anything. But that isn't, you know, but, uh, I mean, words cannot describe what's going on. And, and so is Kinsey having an effect still? Huh. Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah, I just don't understand how uh, it, it's not a crime for them to possess this material. It, but anyway. Uh, yeah, that's right. It probably is, but it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, I think they may have the obscenity exception. You know, there's a rule that uh, that schools, and that's another thing, that schools and um, yeah, right. museums yeah, have an obscenity exception, quote, unquote. What? That's the same. That's why you know the the same thing that the dirty old man across the street shows a child, you know, he can get arrested for, and in school the dirty teacher can show the child, and that's perfectly all right because that's an obscenity exception. Yeah, it's interesting too that we were talking off the air about uh, Alan Dershowitz and his connection to this guy mm. Jeffrey Epstein. 
Uh, and also, too, the, the president yeah. of Harvard University also was another one who received huge donations by Epstein as well. Now, what's your opinion on this Epstein mm-hmm. case? What do you got on that? Well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, there was a hanky-panky, certainly, in terms of his, uh, you know, getting just a slap on the wrist. Yeah. And But he the, the point is he'll have all kinds of pictures of people. He's got blackmail that he can use, um, you know. So, well, we did get some of those pictures that were on the front. I, I, I have to admit, I bought The Inquirer, the Prince, Prince Andrew and the Sex Slave, yeah. you know, caught on video. So, um, so you know, and, but, but Dershowitz, uh, well, I mean, I would really be interested in everything that, that we could, you know, find out about Dershowitz. None of them are, none of them are, are clean, in my view. Well, you know, that girl, uh, Veronica Roberts, who's 17 years old in that picture with the, uh, she's in that picture with the uh-huh, Prince Andrew yeah. and Gaishleen Maxwell. Uh-huh. Gaishleen Maxwell, the woman in that picture, went to Chelsea Clinton's wedding uh, just after the conviction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but if you look up, I'll, I'll send you the link. If you look up the, the documents uh, from that woman, mm-hmm. it's just a woman now, uh, Veronica uh, Roberts. Yeah. Uh, there's pictures of her where she's a little, little kid. She's little. Yeah. She, yeah. My daughter's 14 years old. And uh, yeah. she's a little kid, and she's in New York on a trip with this pervert uh, Epstein, uh, like on the oh. uh, Staten Island Ferry, you know, and they have a picture of it. She's, oh. a, she's like 12, 13 years old. She's little. Uh, so. Well, anybody who was in that house and those kids were in that, people like, you know, people, in, well, you know, any any hanky-panky people, girls, women, women in, in his uh, mansion, and Dershowitz apparently was there in his mansion, you know. Uh, well, what was going on? You know, who was drink? What were they drinking? What were they smoking? Um, you know. Well, that uh, mansion down there in Palm Beach, uh, it's in the search warrants and it's in the uh, at the uh, probable cause affidavit from these young girls that covered the in that Palm Beach mansion. The walls were covered with framed pictures of naked fourteen and fifteen year old girls. Anybody that oh, walked okay. in, yeah, anybody that walked in there is guilty. Okay. And okay. should be arrested. And yeah. Dershowitz would have been there? I don't, I'm not sure if Dershowitz was in there or not. I'd have to go back and refresh my memory. I know he was on planes with yeah. him. He was in New Mexico with him. Uh, but who knows well, if the it, house in New Mexico would have any pictures too? Yeah, I mean, come on, you know. Well, and I'd love, to, I got, I really want, like to be part of anything that you're doing on that. Yeah. Especially okay. for him. Yeah. I'll keep yeah. you updated. Uh, but but uh, there's no and and uh, Cosby look, you know uh, I I have the the full um, Playboy from from the beginning from from 1953 from okay. December 53 all the way up to 2011. Come on, uh, you know what's his name? Um, yeah, um, uh, Cosby. Cosby. Yeah, so. Cosby is is there practically living there. What what do you think's going on? I mean, obviously this guy has been involved with all these kids, all these women, all these girls, all and and girls in the Playboy Mansion for sure. You know, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's come up in many things that, and and as much as they try to cover it up, but it has to go there. I mean, these guys can't can't be satisfied with female women 
they they change their bodies and, you know they they put the new bosoms on them they get those balloons and they you know stitch them on and um which is a whole another bizarre a whole another bizarre yeah. industry that wouldn't even be considered yeah. back in the 40s it would use or the 50s exactly which yeah. isn't that long yeah. ago everything yeah yeah now, now, my audience yeah. is, is really into one of the things we do a lot is we uh, cover satanic cults and Satanism and all this kind of stuff. Now, so I really, mm. I, I would be wrong if I didn't cover again a little more detail on uh, Kenzie's relationship with Kenneth Anger, uh, and mm-hmm. supposedly mm-hmm. he was filming. He was involved in films in, in Kenzie's attic. What can you tell yeah. us about all that? Well, we know that Kenzie. We know that that he all of a sudden went and did a tour in Europe, all right? right? Now, that was strange because he he was not the kind of guy that, that went touring, didn't go anywhere, except when he was younger, to Mexico and a couple little things like that. All right. But Kinsey had to go and locate uh, the diaries. Of Alistair Crowley. Alistair, Al, Alistair Crowley's diaries. Now, why? Why did he have to locate Alistair Crowley's diaries? First of all, why would he know that the, that they were important, you know? Why why would he be interested? Well, because he was corresponding with um, with Crowley and with, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Sex Before Eight or It's Too Late. Uh, you know, so there's all kinds of things going on there. And the... He went to the um, to the uh, to his abbey in in Rome, uh, not in Rome, in Sicily, was it? No, no, it's in England, I think it is. No, 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 no. In in it wasn't in England. In it was in Italy. Okay, um, the Philema. He went. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Philema Abbey or something. So and he went there. There's that picture of him. It's in the book. Yeah. A picture of him uh, with with Kenneth Anger. Um, now, why would he go there? Well, he was look. I, he said he was looking for the diaries. He wanted his diaries. And I, I just this is just me, you know. I mean, I suspect he wanted the diaries because he was corresponding with him. He was corresponding with with. Um, with uh not with um Crowley uh and that would have been very important to to find out about what kind of correspondence they were having Kinsey and Crowley uh, and then when he couldn't get those he couldn't get them there or allegedly could not locate them um he went to England and tried to find out if he tried to get them from the uh from the from the library there in England. And Kenneth Anger was very close with Kinsey for a while. Uh, I, um, those, those are trails that, that ended. I couldn't find more at the time. But, you know, I was working alone. That's, you know, this, this required a proper research establishment. I mean, lots of people to dig into these other into these other uh, avenues, yeah, and I couldn't do it by myself. So that those were some of the ones that uh, that died. So did we had we had a record that led us to um, to black children in orphanages 
that uh, where he would go into the orphan uh, orphanage, and um, who knows what he did in the orphanage? Where know? were those or- orphanages located? Oh, there's a list of them in my book, um, and um, well, like what state? One was in. Pardon? Like what state? Oh, in several states. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll find it for you later. Well, let me ask Thank a couple you. of questions. Where are you located? In Lynchburg, Virginia. Lynchburg, Virginia. And that's where your archives are, in Lynchburg, Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all should. You sh- y'all come. Y'all <laughs> come to my archives. You know what? Because I got a couple of guys, <laughs> okay, uh, who would be thrilled to to look through your your information. Like uh, I have a, a, a frequent guest, William Ramsey, who is an expert on Crowley, and uh, this mm. is kind of stuff that needs to be followed up on. Because Kenneth Anger, you know, Kenneth Anger was friends with Bobby Boussoulet, who was one of the Manson killers. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. 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 I I read something about that, and and the the intertwining of all these. Guys, and there's another one. Uh, yes, uh, Stewart, um, Samuel Stewart, Samuel Samuel Stewart. That's the one. Uh, Samuel Stewart um, is mixed in with all all of that too. Uh, yeah. But, and what's his story? Yeah, what, I mean, Samuel Stewart. Who? What is his story? Who is he? Samuel Stewart. Okay, was a a, a tattoo artist. Okay. Uh, he he was one of Kinsey's researchers, quote unquote. He was a he was a homosexual. Well, he wasn't a homosexual exactly until Kinsey talked to him because he was interested in women. But uh, Kinsey convinced him that nah, that's a waste of your time. You're not really inclined to that. And so he he accepted you know, homosexuality. He became um, oh golly, I don't remember now, but I have. There's a big book on him now. Uh, uh, I wrote something in in, in, in Salvo, a history of it. It's all, ooh, the memory. Yeah, I know. It's the first to go, right? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Samuel Stewart was one of his weird guys, and he collected a lot of the really, what, what did he do? I don't remember now too much yeah i got gotcha. you yep. okay but but the thing is though man is that uh it, it seems like uh kinsey if he's hanging around with kenneth anger and alistair crowley mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. the founders of nambla uh-huh. oh definitely yeah one of his guys one of the guys on on the uh, yorkshire television show uh said um i think it was gebhardt or it was the trip um it was the it was the organization just it, it was the group of men who became Nambla that they were getting all their their the kids from not all their kids but some yeah that's where they were getting all that information with the stopwatches where they were timing the orgasms and all this kind yeah. of thick yeah. detailed yeah. information yeah. yeah that had to be organized and he, he even admitted that they were trained that they trained them to do it yeah yeah I know yeah okay yes. Yeah, it tell me that this isn't worthy of a congressional investigation. That it isn't necessary. That we've got to have it. Right. But now, now you did some lecturing and, and some instructing at the Quantico, Virginia, at the, the FBI. Yeah. Now, how yeah, come they're not looking at? You have some connections over there. Then how come they're not looking into not this? Not anymore. 
Uh, how come? What happened? It got too hot. Yeah, it see? got too hot. It got too hot. Yep. What year were you down there at the FBI? Oh, 82, 83, 84. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Because you've with, heard of these uh, other scandals. DePue, that, yeah. Yeah. Rich, um, um, what's his name? DePue, uh, who was the head of the behavioral science unit. And Ressler and Ken Lanning and that whole crew was just when they started the Behavioral Science Unit. And they were supposed to make, they were supposed to uh, join with uh, the FBI and the police. The police, you know, because they always kind of didn't get along too well. But they right. were supposed to get, get together. Um, we had a meeting. Uh, they were going to unify that, and and myself and Ann Burgess, the Dr. Burgess, uh, with the research and start collecting. This was in '80s. Any any situation that had any kind of pornography in it, where there was a crime, which was what needed to be done. Uh, and uh, well, there was. You have to read it to my book. <laughs> to my book. Um, and so um, we were doing, we were going to do that. We were going to set up a serial track, a serial murder and kidnapping task force. That's what we were doing. We were supposed to do in 82, 83. Uh, do you realize where we would have been if we had followed that? Yeah, today? but that's right around the time. Are you familiar with the Franklin cover-up? Yes, I am. Okay, then that's right yeah. around that same time, you right? Mm -hmm. When yep. it seems like there's people in yep. the White House from the top down yep. were involved in all this kind yep. of stuff. Yep. Okay, yep. good. Now, now we have and a question. There was yeah. A, yeah, there was, I'll never forget it. Uh, it, it I was involved in my research, oh gosh, uh, with, um, with American University, and it turned out that the president of American University was uh, a pedophile. You know that, right? No, I you don't. Know? No, American University. Oh, no. well. Yeah, in Washington, D.C. Okay. Uh, Richard Berenson. So I was doing the research, and Richard Berenson was the president, and he turns out to be a pedophile who was making dirty phone calls around the country, around the city, looking for and talking about having sex, having uh, a child in his basement, a Filipino child that uh, he had locked up and he wanted to have sex with uh, with the children of uh, any, you know, she's making these dirty phone calls. And that's a long story. And the uh, head of the Department of Psychology, Elliot McGinney's, uh, he was also arrested for uh, having sex with a child, a nine-year-old child, in his trailer park at a nudist colony in Maryland. That was at an American University where I was supposed to be doing my research. God bless you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and so all this is going on at the same time that the Franklin cover-up hits about one year late or something like that. And I go, I'm, I read the first issue of the Washington Times. Right. Uh, and the first issue of the Washington Times that was talking about what was going on in the White House and stuff ends up by saying, um, now tomorrow we're going to have, uh, you know, we will 
have a part two. And part two, we're going to name names to something and, you know, we'll be talking. And they were talking about um, hand, handcuffs that were found in the basement that were very small oh, handcuffs really? as though they were for children. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the next morning, um, I go running out to the to the doorstep, you know, for the newspaper, and there's no number two edition. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that too. I remember. Mm. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I got a, I got a, a question from uh, one of our frequent uh, contributors, Mark Nanaman, and he says, uh, speaking of blackmail, okay, uh, he says that the Kinsey. Uh, would show pornography to any journalist or congressman who visited him, and then he'd convince mm-hmm. them to give their sex histories for his study, compromising mm-hmm. them and blackmailing. Are you aware of any of that? Oh yeah, I was. I'm not about the. I didn't read anything yet about the porn being shown to them, but definitely he's. There's no question he got. He got everybody's histories. Uh, otherwise, he wouldn't talk to them. And once he got their histories, he could blackmail them without any problem, whether or not they had anything to hide, because all he would have to do is to hint that he had more, and people would be afraid that he would, you know, that he could say something. So, yeah, he, he blackmailed like crazy. Oh, boy. Okay, so now I know you wanted to talk about um, porn and softcore porn and how damaging it is to society right now. Well, I'll just say this and then I got to I, I kept your follow I need Thank people you. Uh, yeah, you did. I the know. thing I need people to understand is that pornography is first and foremost an attack on masculinity. It is attacks all pornography attacks the male masculinity. All pornography and Playboy is homosexual pornography, absolutely. It adheres to all the, the values, the standards, the morals, the, everything of, of homosexuality. There's nothing, nothing uh, heterosexual about even Playboy. And the thing that people have to understand is the reason for the high rate of, of arousal and the addiction then that follows is because there's this they re, they recognize intuitively that this that they're looking at is a threat to them, and they fear it, and they have shame, and they have uh, they have fear, shame, and and hostility, all kinds of emotions like that, going together directly down into the genitals, and that is the reason that. They can, that thing can never stop. It, it goes on and on and on. And um, there's no way that you can call that sex because when people have sex, they never have the same state of arousal because there is not the same level of fear and shame. Did you know that uh, Hugh Hefner, uh, in his bedroom, there is a TV set that constantly plays porn, um, uh, homosexual porn, gay porn, 24 hours a day. I didn't know it was homosexual porn. That's interesting. Oh, that is interesting. That's I've, a good one. I've been to the Playboy Mansion, okay, and I've, I've known, I know a lot of these people. I've been involved in a lot of cases uh, with a lot of women from oh. uh, Playmates and stuff like that. 
And that's what goes on there in his bedroom 24 hours a day. There's gay porn playing. As far as I know, he's in it with women. Uh, but there's gay porn on a TV set 24 hours a day. Okay. Okay. That's, well, I think, you know, he's impotent. You know, that's the fact. He is impotent. Okay. Uh, all, all of that stuff, you know, there, pornography is, it produces impotence after any period of time. So he's impotent. So he's got to be scared. He's got to be shamed. He's got to be, you know, all, you know, to, to get it up. And, um, that's, of course, so is, uh, Kinsey was impotent too. Same deal. Oh boy. Okay. Dr. Judith Reisman, thank you so much. Okay. And I know yeah, I, I had I, a good time. Listen, I kept you a lot longer than you, than you said you were going to stay, and I, I appreciate yeah. it. But it's my job, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I yeah. interrogate people for a living, you know? <laughs> and I got yeah. you out yeah. here. Yeah. You're an excellent guest. I want to have okay. you back. What I'd like to do, too, is uh, talk to you off the air during the daytime, you know, when we have more time relaxed. And let's really get some work done here. Let's try and do something, okay? Yeah, that sounds good. Thank I'm, you. I'm ready. Thank you. All I know. right. Thank you so much. Ed. Thank you so much. Dr. Judith Reisman. Thank you so much, doctor. Um, Dr. Okay, Judith. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Let me. Uh... Okay. Now that was Dr. Judith Reisman. Okay. Uh, who is a one man, a uh, one man, one woman uh, army against the Kinsey Report, uh, you got to go back and go online and watch these documentaries and watch these old uh, Phil Donahue uh, episodes and stuff like that and see this woman, uh, you know, this was 40 years ago, but all by herself up there on that stage, taking on Phil Donahue and then that, that pervert she's talking about. Uh, uh, there's, there's like four sleazy perverts up on the stage with her. And she's not backing down. And she demanded before she went on the show that they would show these Kinsey charts where it talks about the kid is three years old, two years old, five years old, seven years old. How many orgasms did they, they achieve on this child in 24-hour period? Six, four, five, seven, 26, you know, all this kind of stuff. And she made them show that chart, which is available. Anybody can see it. There's pictures of it. Uh, uh, Mr. Nanaman sent me pictures of it uh, today. So anyway, uh, God bless it, Dr. Judith Reisman. She's out there fighting a good fight for a long time. we we got a heroes on our show tonight. Dr. Reisman's a hero, and Reverend Pinckney's a hero. God bless them both. Now, you can find Dr. Judith Reisman's books on stolen uh, on my uh, blog, the Opperman Report blog. Her books are Stolen Honor, Stolen Innocence, How America Was Betrayed by the Lies and Sexual Crimes of a Mad Scientist, Kinsey, Sex and Fraud, The Indoctrination of a People, Soft Porn Plays Hardball, Its Tragic Effects on Women, Children, and Family, Kinsey Crimes and Consequences, The Red Queen, and The Grand Scheme, Sexual Sabotage, How One Mad Scientist, scientist Unleashed a Plague of Corruption and Contagion on America. I'm, my tongue is all tied tonight. Uh, but now here's a good example of a guest we've had on tonight. We've built a rapport with her. She has an archive of information down there in Virginia. Okay, that we could, if we had the funds, guys, to access this kind of stuff, we could really do some good work. There's other angles of investigation that we need to do from our perspective to look into this Ken, Kenneth Anger and this Crowley uh, links to this uh, Kinsey and uh, all this stuff, man, the blackmail stuff that, that our friend Nanaman was talking about. This is the kind of stuff that we could be doing. 
You know, you guys, you got a, an investigator, a professional investigator at your disposal here, and I'm willing to work for you and do this the work that needs to be done. We need the funding. So you can donate at OppermanReport at gmail.com, or you can go to truthfunders.com and look up my uh, my campaign on there. There's only a few campaigns up there. And help us set up this documentary film company where we can do these kind of in-depth investigations. You see the kind of access to information we have and the kind of work that we can get done. You know, I got uh, real professionals at my fingertips, man. We just need to pay them, you know, and get this kind of stuff done. Um, and so, man, you know, I'm here to help you, man. We're here to get this stuff done and get this get some work done. So we're going to take a break, nice commercial break, and then hopefully uh, we'll get some phone calls coming in so I don't have to sit here and talk to myself. Uh, we'll get the usual suspects to call in and help us out. Um, the number is uh, 702-605-4894. 702-605-4894. That's 702-605-4894. And uh, at the top of the hour, we're going to be leaving PSN, and we're going to be dropping Hazy, but we'll still be on the whole Awake, ne- uh, Awake network of stations and Hazy uh, network, uh, hey, uh, blah, blah, uh, Awake.UK and Awake.US and Awake Australia. And um, uh, Walking Turtles uh, Station, all that kind of stuff. We'll be on all those stations still. Okay, so um, we're going to take a commercial break, guys. Uh, Scott and Patty, uh, the tortoise and the hare. And we'll be right back after these messages. If you're looking for essential oils, stop by and check out Essentially Tammy on Facebook. Uh, She is Young Living Essential Oils Independent Distributor. These 100% therapeutic-grade oils help support the body's natural functions. You can click on her website posted on Essentially Tammy, that's T-A-M-I, to see the current deals and check out the benefits of oils such as frankincense, joy, valor, lemon, thieves, panaway, and many more. Email Tammy, that's J-O-C-A-T-A-M-I, at yahoo.com, or call 352-239-8546. That's 352-239-8546. Hey, don't forget uh, good old um, Amanda at Pacific West Bamboo. Uh, Pacific West Bamboo, 503-839-8126. You can reach her at demroots at oppermail.com. Pacific West Bamboo, your number one source for timber construction and craft-grade bamboo poles plants, products, and more. They specialize in eco-friendly reclaimed wood products uh, for the home and garden. They're located in Portland, Oregon, servicing the Northwest for over 10 years. They can be reached at 503-839-8126. That's 503-839-8126. Her Facebook page is Pacific West Bamboo. They can and do ship nationwide, and they're currently getting a new line of bamboo flooring, veneers, and laminates made from Guadawa Bamboo, one of the world's strongest bamboos. Grown and produced and manufactured in Central America using only economically and environmentally friendly practices and standards. A good old uh, Mike Gray at uh, InfinityHomePlans.com. Check out Infinity Home Plans and Design Services, uh, your resource for 3D and 2D draftsman services. They offer a multitude of products, including Stockholm Plans, 2D digital drawings, uh, 3D models, renderings, and more. That's infinityhomeplans.com. Hey, don't forget emailrevealer.com. That's my website, 
email revealer.com. And we offer all different kinds of services. Uh, current place of employment locate. Let's say you're trying to locate where your ex-husband or your ex-wife is, uh, is working so you can collect on child support. You contact us. We can locate their place of employment for you and help you collect on that child support. Uh, let's say you think that your husband or your wife is cheating on you. Give us their email address and we can trace it back to online dating uh, websites and uh, dating services. Uh, so we have a multitude of services on emailrevealer.com. Hey, don't forget the uh, New World Mexican Women. Okay, and I just Google New World Mexican Women. You can find their book uh, where they first describe their love letters uh, to their men and their sons and their uncles and their brothers who have traveled from South America uh, to North America to work as migrant workers. Uh, but the women down in this town there in Guerrero, Mexico, they want their men to come back. So they've written these beautiful love letters and they've put them all in this beautiful coffee table book. Uh, first, the letters are written in Spanish, handwritten. You can see pictures of the people writing the books. And then it comes on after that, and it's typewritten in English. Uh, and then also, too, uh, the, the second half of the book is teaching you how to make authentic Mexican jewelry from these New World Mexican women. You can find their book on Lulu.com. It's only $19, or you can download the digital edition for free. Uh, that's New World Mexican Women. Uh, and it's a two-part book where first part is love, the love letters, and the second part is the making the handmade jewelry, the authentic Mexican jewelry. But you can also contact them, too, as well, uh, if you want to get a, a deal on wholesale jewelry uh, from, from Mexico, from these women. 